Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, with that, it's time to welcome up our second guest for the evening. Uh, this is a man who is an actor, a comedian, a writer, a director, a producer. He's won hundreds of awards. Basically, he's South Africa's biggest overachiever. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome up Kachis Oledicha. Hey, Kakiso. Good. I mean, I'm so glad that you're here. I thank really you. am. No, thank I really am because I've booked you twice in the past and then you weren't here. <laughs> so thank you for being here. But I appreciate that. I had to come. I didn't even know what the hell was happening, but I felt so bad for the last time <laughs> that <laughs> I hadn't showed up. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very glad that you did. Did you know that when you type in, in Google, Kakiso uh, Ledicha, you know how Google does that suggestions yeah, yeah, thing? Yeah. Do you know what your number one suggestion is? I hope it's not boost. What? No. <laughs> it's Kachiso Ledicha married with a question mark. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's oh, the number yeah. one. So oh, like, that, that's pretty much my life as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> that, that is that. Like, if that's what happens. My wife always goes. <laughs> and she's like, is she my wife or is she my wife? Um, <laughs> Yeah, she she is pretty much my wife with a question mark. But, what <laughs> <laughs> but now this this asks some questions. There are a lot of people that are out there, and not just me. It's not just my Google. I'm not the only one typing. He's a little like, married. You know, like it's it's other people. Loads of people. Do you yeah, get yeah. a lot of people hitting on you? Yeah, I, I live uh, people hitting on me. Yeah, do you get a lot I of people? Mean, like, I wish. I wish. I mean, I I kind of like. I have a sort of a a sort of amount of fame. I'm not like a superstar. I've got like, but yeah. people see me. They're like, "Hey, we know you from somewhere." Um, uh, and it's mostly dudes. And I, I never get. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really never ever get that thing where women come up. I mean, starting now, sort of a okay. little bit more, but it's really never. It's always just dudes. Like usually, like <laughs> parking attendants, petrol attendants. <laughs> That explains why I saw you getting a blowjob from a parking attendant. Well, uh, this is our thought. Now, I mean, I thought we were not exposing each other like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it's. I, mean, I, I, I am. I've been with the same person for over a decade. Yeah. But I've been sort of weary of getting married because I also. I'm like we're having a good time. Why involve the law? You know. <laughs> so, so 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 that's been like that but but she's she sometimes brings it up and i think i've managed to convince her that we don't need to get like legals okay involved. so maybe it's her know. maybe it's her that's just typing in google all the time uh, maybe you're maybe, yeah, gonna yeah, ask me to get married Married? <laughs> come on google where's the answer <laughs> like, what's happening go. here uh you are i mean when it comes to kind of south african comedy like um all the sort of high points in south african comedy right from the very beginning because you started right at the beginning the dirty rock star kind of an era right through the Piumanati show onwards. Like, uh, let's start right at the beginning. Let's start with the dirty, the Joey Rosdine. Ch- like, yeah, let's yes. start with the rock star era of South African comedy Ooh. where people didn't know what that was. That was, yeah, that was, I, I guess when I started, stand- I was in Cape Town. I started in Cape Town, actually, doing stand-up. With people like Michael Lotter and David Levinson, um, Conrad Koch, 
with his doll. Everybody used to say, what the fuck kind of guy has a doll? Um, 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 and it, I guess it was, there was also, we were younger, less responsibilities. There wasn't so, I feel like, like regular, normal to comics today, all over the world, a lot more responsible people, you know? There's like a sort of a business edge to it, whereas we were just kind of having fun, you know? There was a lot of weed, and then it moved on to cocaine, and then it moved on to just, okay, you're married now, you got to behave yourself. So the, <laughs> So there was no like, like sort of proper transition. So you have like that maybe the reason why there's all these weird men children as well. Yeah. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. No, and but that's children. I mean for yeah. sure. As you say, like it's become a business rather than a, a creative enterprise almost. And I think there's a lot of people that are maybe getting into it now because they look at it and they go, oh, I can make money. Whereas back in the day, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, can, I can take all the drugs. Yeah, exactly. You'd yeah. see this. Like, but, but it was that. It was yeah. actually that. I mean, people like John Vlissimus were like proper. I remember the one time where he got completely fucked and then he couldn't get on a plane because he, he had OD'd sort of, you know, sort of like, you know when a person had like, like a semi-heart attack or whatever, cock. And then he was getting on a plane with a drip and he was causing cock. And it was just, yeah, those days where people, like people like Martin Jonas, like he would get completely fucking wasted and then do the same joke twice. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, when you're like, dude, but it's a prop gag as well. Like, you don't remember? <laughs> it was like, okay. But, but it, it was fun as well. You know, it was a lot of fun. So, you know. Yeah. And then, and then I mean, things, right, beginning of 2000s, I mean, it has changed basically everything. Everybody that you talk to in the industry now is like, ah, the Piumanati show, that was the thing that inspired the new guys. And it was the thing that you guys basically just kind of winged. Because, I mean, yeah. you even had Chris Forrest on that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the first white guy to yeah. be on black television. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he's a made man. He's with the family. Um, uh, but but yeah, it, was, it was one of those. I, I was at UCT uh, back in, uh, I guess, the late 90s. And um, uh, I wanted to make the show that uh, David Cow had this manager, uh, Sam Hendricks, uh, the legendary Sam Hendricks. Uh, he might owe you money. He might owe people <laughs> you know money. But, but he was a great, he was a, a, a pioneer in terms of South African comedy because he made the, the, co- the Smirnoff International comedy. It was the biggest comedy. I mean, you saw people like Jimmy Carr there. You saw Reggie Watts. I mean, it, like thanks to Sam, we saw a lot of comics. So it exposed, especially in Cape Town, a lot of South African comics to I mean, what's his name? Russell Peters was there. You know, it was like pretty spectacular. And then he managed David Cow at some point, and then we managed to convince him to give us 25,000 rand to put into a pilot to make this show, you know? And um, we got this 25,000 rand, and then there was a company called Atomic, and it was run by Shalto Copley of like international fame and another friend, Simon Hansen. And then, so he was like, no, no, I'm not going to give you duckies the 25,000 rand. I'll give it to Shalto Kobli. He knows what to do with 25,000 rand. So, <laughs> so, so, what he, so we were like all these comics and like around uh, waiting for Shalto and Simon to shoot our sketch show, a pilot at least, for months and weeks. And then eventually we shot like two beautiful sketches for 25,000. It was like, fuck, is that all we get for 25,000? Because they were so busy. And then, uh, but it, from that, we had essentially the bit, the little bit, the little sort of taste of the Pio Minati show. And it was a crazy, two crazy sketches. One was Tepo Mukhali playing in an Omo ad. It was like a spoof of an Omo ad, but then it was this guy whose ch- who's mom, you know, he comes in, he's got a knife and a TV and he's all bloody and there's all that. Do your children come home all bloody and messy? Um, <laughs> Which, which might, you know, when now it would be MPC and not so cool. But, 
But back then, you know, it was one of those. And, and, and so we would, I don't remember what the other one was, but also very negative stereotype of black people. Um, uh, and eventually, they, I never from that, nothing happened, you know. Myself, Koki Falcon, nothing happened. And then I came here to work for Fed Joe. You know Fed Joe? Yeah. He used to be like the Trevor Noah back then, right? <laughs> he was huge. Um, uh, and then we, we he, you know, then... I got exposure on TV and people kind of went, oh, wow, this guy, and what are you working on? And the channel itself said, what are you working on? And I'm like, well, actually, I sent you a proposal years ago, months ago, to show they found it and we made it. And it was, but I was 23 at the time, I was 24, and I remember getting a million rand check. Like, sure. and then, you know those checks, it was a million something. And then they, <laughs> have you seen those checks, the million point some checks? No, they no I've those never seen blocks. those checks. No, they have these blocks. I mean, it's not your check to take home, it's like from, for work, you know, yeah. if I if it was now, I would have used it to buy myself nice things, and then you know, being a corrupt TV guy. But it it, it was fascinating because it it's this big check, and it's got like these blocks, and they have like the one zero zero. So it, it was huge, and I went to the bank, and I thought that when you come with a check like that, they treat you differently, and it was no, it was the same. <laughs> it was actually pretty cock because. Well, because when I wanted, like, because I had now, we, we, we were like inexperienced people running a TV show that was millions of rands. Um, uh, at some point, we ran into trouble and we hadn't paid VAT and we hadn't done this show. And I went to the bank, you know who I am? You know how many freaking millions of rands I banked here? And I said, yeah, but your millions of rands only last two days in the bank and they're out. <laughs> so, so it was always, yeah, but... But it was a cool ex because I was 24 doing this shit, yeah, you know, yeah. it was fun. And working with friends, working with young people, there were no rules, there was no comedy at the time. Everybody was, it, we were just winging it, like you say, you know. Yeah. Cool. And, then, and then soon after that, you did your first movie, uh, it was Bunny Chow, yeah? But, yeah, Bunny Chow was because we had actually just squandered that opportunity. We didn't <laughs> have money. And then we, we stood around and said, what are we going to do? And we kept on calling ourselves filmmakers. And we thought... <laughs> Yeah, we thought if we're going to call ourselves filmmakers, then maybe make a film, you know? <laughs> and, and then we got uh, John Barker's wife um, as credit card, and we swiped to the value of 50000 and it, we came up with some sort of movie, which was, I mean, it was crazy. We shot this movie. I'd, I'd been in New York visiting a friend first time in New York, it was crazy, still hungover, came back here, David Kubuka, I remember waking up, jet lagged, I'd never been jet lagged before, so I didn't know what it was, I was confused, what the fuck, what time is it, where's Tyrone, and he was in New York, and he was like, fuck you, we're here, you say you want to be a, make, a, full, a filmmaker, we're going to make a movie, we're going to Opigopi, I really didn't want to go to Opigopi in that state, um, uh, so we drove to Opigopi, and I remember when we got there, we had a chicken with drugs in it, but not real drugs. <laughs> No, it wasn't real drugs. It was like prop drugs. It was a prop. But the guys in front, like the art department in them, yeah. told the police to check. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yo, when those guys come, you must. So obviously my first impression, I'm shitting myself. I'm like, oh, man, this obi-gobi is not going to work out. But then the cops were in on it. So it was, ah, ha, 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 we got you. And then I don't know if you've been to obi-gobi. And it's because it's very warm in the yeah. day and very hot. And then fucking freezing at night, right? And then at, so it was a nightmare, and I, I, I hadn't taken enough clothes. Joey Razdin had this 1965 Mercedes-Benz with a million kilometers on the clock. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. It had a million kilometers on the clock. It was a beautiful car. So it was, if you watch Bunny Chow, it's the car that we use in the movie. So we drove in that, and, but for Joey Razdin, it was his tent, his bed. So he would take out the... 
he would take out the back seat and it was his bed. And he had like a fuckload of blankets, right? And he wasn't sharing, right? And <laughs> so, so you go like, it's the middle of the night, so you're either going to be drunk and high or you just got to fucking just be yeah. cold, you know? And you wake up in the morning and you got like frozen mud <laughs> snot in your mouth. It was just... It was a nightmare. You know that shit. It is like it's a nightmare. And then, and so that was that process of making bunny chop. And then, and then, but we had some a sort of a semblance of a movie, whatever we shot at Opi Kopi. And then we watched it, and there were pieces of meat missing. So we'd go to Melville Copies. No, this is not a joke. So, so most of Bunny Chow's actual like things that make sense, we shot, we shot at Melville Copies, right? And then, but because but the big wides and the big story, ah, they had Opie Gobi, but for the tight story, like, yo, we, we are at, we had Melville Gobi's. So, and then we kind of pieced it together, and then um, uh, we got into the Toronto Film Festival. We, our plan, our plan was to go, to go, and because you call ourselves filmmakers, we just wanted to screen for at least four weeks at Rosebank Cinema Nouveau. Yeah. No, that was the, like really the height of our dreaming. And then we ended up like straight up Toronto Film Festival. Who's the guy from The Wedding Crashes? That other guy? Vince Vaughn. Oh, okay. Vince Vaughn. Yeah, getting free sneakers with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> learning how to... No, really, it was like straight up like that. We were dirty, confused, but uh, yeah, we were there. Yeah. People f- figured out. Yeah, they must be like, you know, eccentric. It's cool. Now you've been to the Cannes Film Festival a number of times. You've hung out with a lot of famous people, embarrassed yourself in front of a bunch of famous people. Hung out is a strong word, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I once, I, I once offended Quentin Tarantino and stuff. But my, recently, I'll tell you this crazy story. What happened in the Cannes Film Festival is uh, I, David Carr. I don't know if you guys know David Carr, famous comedian man who wears a hat. Um, uh, I get confused with David Carr all the time because white people, they just don't know the difference. <laughs> Actually, no, it's everybody. Cossas are like, oh, David Kao, and that's not. I'm Gakisoldika, he's David Kao. Yeah, um, I, I, saw, I saw a Mahala article where they called you, called David Kibuka you. So, really? Yeah, it, it goes around. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, um, uh, I, we go there. It's, it's, I, I've always had this, this thing where I slap people's asses. It's like got me into trouble. Okay. But it wasn't, it's never been like a sexual thing. Whereas I slap men and women's asses. Uh, because when I was in high school, I had a friend. It was a guy that I met in high school. He was the weirdest guy called Griffiths Mapike when I went to a township high school. Griffiths Mapike. And he, he, he used to do this thing where he does that flick of the... You know what? Yeah, yeah. You know that so... Like, so he used to do that kind of stuff. And you, you know, it was um, yeah, very invasive and hectic. <laughs> but it was also quite fun when you figured that you could do it as well. Um, uh, and, uh, and he was weird because he would walk around. Like you'd walk with him in public and then he'd go, what did you... Like an old lady would pass and he'd go, what did you say? What did you say about, you say this old lady farted? What? What's wrong with you? You know, so it was always like this pranky, putting you on the spot kind of shit, you know? Which I found fun. It was like, ah, oh, this guy is liberating. <laughs> I'm young and ring with Griffiths Mapike. And then, <laughs> and then I started doing that slipping. And then when I went to university, I slept. When I got drunk, I'd smack people's asses. And then smack people's asses. And then uh, I grew up, I, I remember living in Parkhurst once upon a time. I went to some house party. It was a white people house party, um, uh, neighbors. Uh, but then we, uh, we gate crashed it, and then you know uh, they went all like groovy white people. Some of them were just like, 
what the fuck are these people doing here? But, it, you know, it was cool. So then I smacked the wrong person's ass, you know, and all hell broke loose. It was a spur moment, but it didn't go so crazy. And I was in the wrong because, why do you, you know, you're going to go smack some other lady. Yeah, it was, it was weird. She, she punched me in the face, and then my girlfriend slash wife, wife? Um, uh, she, she, she took, she came to my defense, and then it was all crazy, and then she found out that I was in the wrong, and then she punched me. It was just like, <laughs> um, but then it's, but I've always had that thing, like, it's just fun. I feel like the ass has got that thing, you know? If you, if you find people getting you, smacking you in the ass non-sexually, there's a general, hey, it's going to be a good night, right? <laughs> um, so, so anyway, I go, so now I'm in Cannes, like, David Cow's got this big advice to this big thing, you know? Calls me and my business partners and uh, says, "Yo, guys, man, we like we run. Are you guys gonna be there? Invite this this time." Da, 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 da. And is this thing happening at Eden Rock, which is if you're in Cannes, there's the fancy part of Cannes where the the part where everybody is, and then there's the fancy part where like Leonardo DiCaprio and you know the, you still find. But there is like, wow, this is now secret vibes. Yeah, everybody's chilling. There's like people on boats, paparazzi, you know, that kind of thing. And so he took me there earlier to meet some people who rent out yachts. I didn't even know. Don't ask. Maybe when you see David Carr next time, ask him, whoa, what are you busy with, man? But anyway, he, so, so cool. We, we roll out. Now in the night. So he comes. Um, we're running. Like, oh, man, David Carr mustn't leave us. We see him. He pulls out in a Bentley, right? This is in the south of France. Pulls out in a Bentley, and he's got inside the, the South African Minister of Arts, right? Who's like... <laughs> yeah, so drunk, yeah? Yeah, yeah he's yeah. fully. Um, so, but we're like, fuck! But he's, and then there's a beautiful lady in the front and like another a famous movie, South African movie theater owner, you know? So we're like, oh shit, that car's full. What are we going to do? And then, because obviously this is now, the, we're all in suits. What are you going to do? We've got to follow him, you know? We've got to tail him. So there's a, another big-ass fancy Mercedes-Benz there. So we, we, run, we jump into that. And we don't first jump. Obviously, you can't just jump into a strange Mercedes in front. We're like, sir, can you... It was one of those, like, an Uber-y type of car. So we ask, can you follow... He says, where are you going? Uh, you know, he doesn't... So we tell him, and obviously, it was the best place to be going because he was like, get inside! So we... <laughs> So we jump into the car. Where are you going? And so he says, it is going to be 100 euro, you know? So we, we look at each other. Fuck it. 100 euro, let's go. It's like racing through. This car's got these seats that are holding you. Mm, it's great. We get to this place, kind of get to this kind of red. It's Eden Rock. You get to this kind of like red carpety thing. Get out. Like Harvey Weinstein is there. You know, he's just like guy looking for a car. We're like, I don't know. You probably could use that. And we're kind of acting like we know everything. You know how we know how to behave. We get to... Um, Justin Timberlake and whatever his, his wife's name is, they're there, but you kind of, you can't be like, ah, Justin Timberlake, who are you know? So, <laughs> so, so we just kind of like, yeah, you know, we walk through, it's this great party, um, uh, it's, you know, superstars, it's like this kind of IWC watches is sponsoring this event, and uh, yeah, it's like very kind of spectacular, very, very cool, and on the stage, you know, like how we do corporate gigs, uh, where you kind of perform, and then the kind of managers and all of those people don't give a shit about you on stage. So that, who was doing the corp, the, that corporate gig was Jamiroquai, right? <laughs> so they're busy there, oh, you give me some, and then people are just like, yeah, man, so it's like the background music, you know? <laughs> and, and, and it's crazy, and all these billionaires, famous people, Paris Hilton is dancing on a piano, all of that type of shit. So I was like, cool. 
So now we get, let's free champagne, free champagne. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, then we walk later. Now it's like we're totally drunk. I do uh, again. Like, and this woman is like, no, you do not. You know those ones now? This is a high level of, you used to stealing shit at the shops, but now you're stealing at Fort Knox. Stop <laughs> it. You know, like, don't fucking do that shit. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, no. My friends are also going, no, 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 no. Please, you know, school. I'm like, okay, that's bad, that's bad. I walk off. Then I see standing like this, like sort of drunk. You know, like how drunk people kind of standing like in his own thoughts was JK from Jamiroquai, right? So I walk up to him, he's cool. I like, I, I like, cause he's wasted and I'm, so I like look at him, he's got this grin on his face like, so I'm like, ah, I turn him around and then I start spanking him hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but so I, so I don't go like once, so I'm like, bah, bah, bah. but then he also goes, <laughs> and, and then yeah and then I was like I guess that's the end that's the pinnacle of my ass banking career like it, it stopped there it was yeah it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun and he was yeah, pretty I found out that then it was before he came here and then I found out he had to go to rehab so that explained <laughs> a lot <laughs> so have you ever done a murder no no not yet so you're not the one that's going to excite that. No. one day one day that's going to pay it off it could happen it could one day that's going to work uh, when did you lose your virginity? Um, it's, I think first year, first year of university. So twenty-five. <laughs> no, nineteen. Okay, eighteen. Okay, cool. What is this twenty-five? <laughs> I don't know how many first years you did. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was yeah yeah yeah. Uh, if you if you could travel back in time and you couldn't kill baby Hitler, which baby would you kill? And I couldn't kill baby Hitler. You can't kill baby Hitler. Baby Rommel? Baby baby Nelson Mandela? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. joking. Baby Nelson Mandela's living. Don't worry. I'll leave him alone. (laughs) (laughs) I kill baby. Yeah, I'll probably kill baby for Wurt. I mean, that would be the baby to kill. Yeah, yeah. I'd come back and people would be like, my man, forget Nelson Mandela. It's because he's already retired. You know? Okay, so now you 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 are. I mean, you you didn't just hang out at Cannes because because you're a random guy. You you hang out at Cannes because you've made a bunch of films. And, yeah, yeah, uh, no, really, I, I really hang out in Cannes because I'm a random guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but recently but you, you had like Wonder Boy for president, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and you did the uh, the cop movie, which I've, I've unprofessionally forgot the name of. Blitz Butteroli. There you are. The best best so. best forgotten that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. It's actually quite funny. I watched it the other day. It was quite very funny. Very hard to make, but very funny. But do you watch your movies a lot? Are you stoned? I watch them when I make them, because when you edit, it's like a lot. You like this, this first. Well, it's my first kind of film that I directed. It took eight months in the edit suite, and then and then I made another one, which kind of came together in like two months. It was so you never know. But uh, yeah, you, but then once you've done that, and then you go to, to the screenings, and then it's like this nerve-wracking experience. So after that, you just like you know maybe you watch them when you're seventy, you know, <laughs> one day, not now. Well, th- at the point now when we're recording, you're currently making the second season of Bantu Hour, which is your TV show that you co-present with Vusi Matlasela, and I think so Hugh Masakela. Hugh, 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 sorry, sorry, Hugh Did Masakela. he just say Vusi Matlasela? That's I like, like Vusi Matlasela. Uh, Hugh Masakela, sorry. And I met Vusi Matlasela once also when I was a kid doing a gig at Opigopi with the Cape Comedy Collective. Oh, wow. I did stand up, and then he came up to me and he said, hmm, nice poem. <laughs> 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 Sorry, so this is... 
This is with, with Hugh Masekela. My, my, my question about Hugh Masekela is, why, what does Hugh Masekela have to co-present with you that I don't have? A Grammy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, what if I learned to play the trumpet? Like, what if... But do you learn it to Grammy levels is the, is <laughs> the question. Yeah, like, if know. I do... Yeah, then you can come. Season nine. No, you can be. If we get there, I heard the SABCs okay. run out of money. So, yeah. But yeah, okay. you, have you been on the Bantu Hour? I have. Yeah, I saw yeah. you the other day on the Bantu yeah, Hour. Yeah, I've been yeah. in the writing room the other day. Yes. There was right. another show we did, The Mayor, where you played a suite. That's right. So I said to people, I've got to do this podcast for Warren Robertson. They, they said, who the fuck is that? I said, remember the suite and the mayor. Ah, Warren Robertson. So yeah, there you it's, go. It's, it's yeah. my only talent, really, in the acting no, industry. Right. Is the only no, person you, who can do a Swedish accent. No, you know, I, th- I think you're very... <laughs> even now, when I was watching your bit, uh, your set, I was like, oh, this guy, is, uh, you're a great performer. You're a nice, kind of naturally... Say, say more nice Natural things. white guy. Natural <laughs> white guy. You know, because we don't have enough, huh? Alfred, we don't have, like, enough sort of, like, sort of natural white guy. <laughs> Weird, weird white man. guy. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm yeah. going to pretend it's a compliment. Yeah. Go yeah, home yeah, and touch myself. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Like white guy, you know that white yeah. guy who scratches his balls, goes to the fridge, and is like, yeah, honey, that, that guy. <laughs> we need that on TV. You know, like that guy. I can, like, I can, I can feel the pride. <laughs> I can feel the pride radiating <laughs> off my mother. Like I, I think it would be great, like, you know, cultural, you know, icebreakers. We need a lot more of that kind of vibe, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now, okay. I'm going to pretend that the last minute didn't happen. <laughs> I'm going to leap into you. You have your own production company, uh, Deprente, now that you're making a lot of stuff with, right? Like at the, the moment, I mean, you said the mayor. You make the mayor for Mzansi, yeah. and you, you're making Bantu R. What's the stuff that's coming? What do we not know about? Oh, jeez. I, I mean, before I even talk about that, it's like my business partner, who I started Deprente with, passed away about three weeks ago. So it's been quite a, it, like a sad part, you know, because it's, it's, yeah. it's also quite a, you know. But, uh, and we, you know, so we've kind of been, because it's hard to make, or maybe hard is not the right word, but uh, it's somewhat less sustainable to make local stuff, you know, because the channels, especially if they own it and all of those types of things, because you could be doing whatever, Bantu Hour, the Pure Minati show, and they could pull it, and then it's like, okay, that's whatever. And I think that we do try to make kind of daring things, like things like late night news are cool, kind of, you know, and that channel was a lot more permissive, and, you know, they were cool. But still, ultimately, the business of content and the business of people who go to the office, you know, like sometimes you think that there's, it's TV, right? And you got to spend, but then there's also people who go to work to kind of, you know, there's just there. So, the money for making those people go to work, sometimes when the channel doesn't have enough, they will not give it to the TV shows. They will give it to the people to go to work. So essentially, it will be people who go to work for, what do you do to again? To do accounting, uh, HR, you know, exactly. yeah. so, 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 it's, so when you don't own the product, it's hard. And then also when you do own the product and it's South African only, then it's also limiting because it's, like, you know. So we kind of decided to be a lot more, you know, do these stories but for the world, you know, okay. so it, you, and also thinking more about how to make those stories, you know, like the, the, the you know, the, the modern, the, the, the normalizing of it, you know, like because we, we kind of, I feel like with South Africa, we kind of very, there are no gray areas, we're always black and white, you know, and I feel like, I feel like, like culture is in the gray areas, culture is like, you know, because the other day I felt, I was walking around and then with my wife, um, um, and then I thought, 
I thought, I, I just was saying to myself, this fucking place is a cultural wasteland, you know? Because fuck all happens. But then I, I came back. I came back. Like, look at us now doing cool shit. Um, uh, but but I, I do feel like the stories, there's like a need for a sort of a normal, you know? That is not, that is not me black guy, he braino, this, that. You know, like just a, a more universal, where we can talk about racism, but it's not the end of the world. You know so, what I mean? So movies can, starring, for example... A white guy who's good at scratching his balls and yeah, it's, and then and then he, but it's always unfortunate. You know what I'm about, it's always son. unfortunate that he always dies in the first five minutes of the movie. Damn it! Um, damn it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so, so so but yeah, but like something, I feel like there needs to be like the sort of a normal, a, a sort of yes, we do have a cuck history. And we have to talk about it more candidly. You know what I mean? Okay. Without everybody going, <gasps> it okay, needs so to there's, be like... There's yeah. something that you're hinting at that's coming. That I, I, mean, I, feel, I feel like the, mo- the yeah. content that we make is that kind of, what is South Africa? What is, you okay. know, it's like, it's... Because we never see a film or a TV show where I made a podcast like this and then I leave and I go, fucking guy called his whole family. I'm fucking supposed to be at work. Wada, wada, wada. You know, something like normal, what I'm saying is that... Okay. Yeah. You mentioned Alan in there. Are you pissed off that you made Lois Ogola and Conrad Koch really famous and then not so much you? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I made, I made Lois Ogola and Conrad Koch's puppet really famous. Okay. <laughs> and not so much me. <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, I'm not pissed off at all. No, 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 no. There's a lot of fun, yeah. No, but I mean, yeah. you know, like let's end this podcast in a high. Tell me how pissed off you are. No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, Ladies no, and gentlemen, a wonderful human being, the wonderful Kakiso Ledika. <laughs> <laughs>